What the fuck was that? Oh my god. Oh my god. What what on earth? What just happened? Even minutes ago, I thought the worst thing that could happen to my car was getting it stuck in that ditch. But now... And what am I supposed to tell the insurance company? A weird cloud monster destroyed my car? I'm not positive, but I don't think my policy covers monsters. Ugh. This day keeps getting worse and worse. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left Max and Brian, they were standing in the snow on top of a mountainside in Northern California, watching their car being torn asunder by some force, some thing from elsewhere, a swirling ball of wind and wood and debris. It traveled down the gulch, away from the vehicle, with the wind dying behind them. Brian and Max, your car is in half, with a good chunk taken out of the middle, so there's no gluing it back together. Brian is just silent for a few seconds, and then just, what the fuck was that? From in the car, Lavinia, I told you. One whiff. One whiff of what? He caught one whiff of you. Who did? And... That thing? What is it? And why did we set it off? Oh, you didn't set it off. Well, you pissed it off. You pissed him off. I told you. That's why we don't allow people up in here. You, You know, you might have mentioned that. I did. I said we don't like outsiders. That is not mentioning that there's a monster that's going to tear down the mountain and rip your car in half. Well, I guess you're right. Now what? She puts the car in reverse and backs up the vehicle at a pretty good speed until she finds a spot to do a K-turn and turns around, leaving the two of you standing in the woods in front of a bisected Prius in the cold snow. Brian is just standing there, not even sure what to do. He's just frozen. Not to mention the temperature is also very cold. What are you going to do? Your vehicle has... Your vehicle's gone. I mean, it's kind of gone. It's still there, but your vehicle's not usable. I don't... I, 
I don't even know what, to, what do we do? Go back to the house where that thing is or? We, uh, like I, how, we, I don't know. How oh, far is that to the sheriff what? guy? Is he a sheriff? The guy we met at the airport? The guy that runs the airport? Not a sheriff. Um, no, I think the closest thing to us is the creepy trailer park. And that's still a ways out there. Oh, shit. But we're just, we're just here. Like, we saw this thing roll through for a second, and now we're back to peacefulness. Like, is this just something that happens? Okay, well, um... We need to call something, someone. Yes. Um... We can try again with Lavinia's phone. But I couldn't really... I don't know who we're going to call. I don't know either. How far do you... Okay, I feel like we have two bad choices. We go back to Lavinia, and she might know what's going on, but honestly, fuck her. Um... Or we go the other way back towards the road and try to find someone. And I think the closest thing you're right. I think it was that trailer park. But I mean, the weather is is bad, but uh, we still might someone might pass on the road. We might be able to hitchhike somewhere yeah. up or down. Frankly, I don't care, but I think we need to get off of this property. Yeah, I let's let's head toward the road. I I think that's I I don't know. Great. Let's just start walking. We grabbed our some of our stuff out of the car before it was trashed, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Great. You know those, the nice fashionable, you know, small heels, like the office heels that you're wearing? Yeah. Max, uh, yeah, they, they're providing you with a whole lot of um, stability and traction in the snow. I am sure they are. You look good, though. Thanks. Yeah, for two people that are stranded in the middle of the woods, we look at least look good. We look great. I'll be able to get somebody to pull over if they do, in fact, drive by on the road. I mean, technically, I tried to move very slowly previously when we got out into the weather, and that went horrifically wrong. I assume that's going to continue to occur. Yeah, I mean, at least with the snow, it's a little more traction, but... uh... Yeah, I don't feel like um, encouraging the frostbite quite yet, so we'll see. Um, how far do we think it is to anything if we go down the road versus back up to Lavinia's? So it's about three quarters of a mile down to the road and then about a half mile to that weird, creepy, abandoned trailer park. It is about a quarter of a mile back to Lavinia's, but uphill. All right. I say we go towards the road. Yes. Okay. I'll help you across this ditch. Thanks. Um, grab my coat out of the car if I can. <laughs> you look inside the car and yeah, it's the back seat of the car is gone. The only thing left is the trunk. Like it not just cut it in half. It took a big chunk out of the middle. But you're able to grab your, your jacket. I'll grab like my ins- important papers that I might have in the glove compartment, like insurance stuff and stuff it in the messenger bag that has my laptop in it and start walking. Luckily, that is still on your shoulder. Yep. I was going to say, I think we got like the laptop and stuff. But if we had like a suitcase or anything, I mean, we didn't really pack anything. So we don't 
Yeah, I don't think we planned that far ahead because we're smart. We're smart, and we're also on a very terrible deadline, so. When you start your way down the road, because you're sticking to the road and not going cross-country, I presume, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It is much safer. It is slow going and takes you a lot longer than you expected to get to the base and get to the road. You appear between the two trees at the road and you see that the road has a nice layer of uh, of snow on it. No one's come through with a snowplow at this time. No tracks or anything at all on the... No. Okay. No vehicle tracks. You make a left and head toward the abandoned, creepy, creepy trailer park. The wind dies down a little bit and the snow starts to slow. Visibility isn't that great here, but it's not as much of a whiteout. You round one of the corners that climbs up a little bit before you descend down into the area where the trailer park is. You see Wilbur Titus standing on the roadside. He has gloves and a stocking cap on and his eyes are wide. And as you're coming by, picks his hand up and waves slowly at you. How'd you get down here so fast? Weren't you with Lavinia up at the top? I took one of the paths down. Oh, you just took the road, I guess. Mm-hmm. I know my way around here like the back of my hand. Uh, where, where's the closest place we can get to you besides your mom's house for shelter? You can go to the shady park over here. Is that the trailer park? That is the trailer park, yes, sir. Okay. Would there be anyone there? Well, I think the feller that is taking care of the place, he might be home. Mr. Nahum is, he's a kind man. He's a bit odd, but he may be there. Well, that's something. Thanks, Wilbur. You're you're quite welcome. You look like you're cold. Would you like my coat? Oh, no, 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 no. That's that's so kind of you. Um, You you best get back to, to your house. I'll be okay. Mama needs some time to cool down. Here, have my scarf. And he walks over and hands you a seven and a half foot long hand woven scarf. <laughs> it's uh, extremely drowning, Max, but she, she takes it and gives him a nod. <sighs> Make sure you give that back. Mama will be upset that I if, if, if that does not come home. She made that for me for my 12th birthday. We'll make sure we'll make sure it gets back. Okay. Well, I will walk with you to make sure that you're okay and that. And he looks up the mountain. That nothing will happen to you. What was that? Um. That, let's just call that a family secret. Okay. Well, your family secret just destroyed my car. You're right. It did. So I think we need some sort of an explanation. I don't know if I can explain it. I don't necessarily have the. And he taps his forehead. I don't I don't think I've got the the brains or the intellect to explain it. <laughs> I mean, surely you do. I saw what you were studying. I bet you might be a little bit better at it than I am, but I- I'm familiar with that book a little bit. If I was right about what you were studying. Oh, you you know about the book? Well, I've heard stories. I haven't gotten a chance to see one up close though. I was able to order it. I went downtown, went down to the airport and used the internet there. 
and the bookseller was able to get it to me. He flew it into me about a week or two ago. It's fascinating reading. Does it uh, help you learn anything about anything that might be going on around your house? Come to think of it, yeah, that's what helped us see my uncle. He's been gone for a bit, but between that and between the 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 comet that went overhead, it was right. The stars were right. I mean, my my my, my grandfather didn't like that I was doing some things, so he made sure that I prepared it, prepared it properly, and and we were able to contact and and see my see my uncle. Was that your uncle? That's yes. That was my grandfather's first son, first child. Does he uh, get the impression from your mom that he doesn't come out often? Oh, no. Only when there's visitors? Um, he looks back up at the mountain. and You see in the clouds above, there is still that strange purple glow coming from the top of Perry's knob. When the sky does that, that's when that's when we know that he he can he can talk to us or or come around. And Noah, that's your dad, or the or is that your uncle? No, no, Noah. Noah is my grandfather. Okay. Out of character, that was the guy that came down and was eating. Yeah, the old man. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't didn't quite connect that thought. So. Yeah. Who who could be his great grandfather? Yeah, there was some. Fun language being used. Yeah. There's the possibility that this um, family tree may not spread as many others. Getting that impression. Might be uh, some extra connected branches. As happens. All this is happening while everyone is walking down the road at a slow pace. You see the trailer park. And you actually see steam coming off the tops of two of the trailers and a waft of smoke coming from a chimney pipe out of a third. Oh, it looks like Mr. Nahum is home. Uh, well, thank you for accompanying us. Um, I guess we'll talk to him and make us see if we can borrow a phone and try to figure something out. That would probably be a good idea. If you can get out of here, that would probably be even better. You've been very kind to me, and I thank you for that. Maxine starts to, to take off the scarves. You, you be safe, Wilbur. We really didn't mean to be any trouble. I hope that doesn't come back on you. Luckily, Mother does not define the actions of outsiders against me. I will be okay. This will pass. This is but just a shadow in time. Just like when the moon crosses in front of the sun, it's just for a brief moment. I mean, that's when all the prickly things come out. And then they go right away when the moon passes past over the sun, and the sun shines brightly and burns away all of the fog. I suppose that's true. Aye, it is. I read that in that book. Hmm. (laughs) Abdul Alhazrad has written about many, many things. I'm trying to learn as much as I can. Cost quite a pretty penny, but... You go on now. Thank you. And uh, safe travels. Thank you, Wilbur. He turns and heads off directly into the forest, leaving you in front of the abandoned, well, not so abandoned, 
into in front of the creepy trailer park. It is getting a little bit darker, even though that there is some dense cloud cover. Walk up to the door and knock. The door behind the screen door opens, and you see a barrel of a shotgun pointed at you. Behind it, you see a man with straggly, curly black hair. Immediately put my hands up. All right, who are you? Um, I'm I'm Brian. This is Max. Um, we just need to borrow a phone. Did you break down or something? You, you could, could say, say that. that. Y'all aren't police, are you? No, we we were sent here to ask some questions of uh, the Tituses. Oh, how'd that go? Um, he still has the gun trained on you. And my hands are still up. I'm just like, you think maybe we could come inside and get warm? Max's hands are explicitly not up. She is shivering and has no time for this. <laughs> she's like about, she's like looking around him like, we just need a phone. Uh, I'm not sure if the phone's up, but yeah, let's see what we can do. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm Mr. Nahum. He unlocks the door and opens it. You come inside and the room, the house is very warm. There's a stew cooking in a crock pot on the island between the living room and the kitchen. The lights are on, and uh, there is a film playing on the TV. You see a wall full of DVDs and VHS and a couple old VHS players and DVD players, and you might even see a Betamax player in there as well. There might even be a LaserDisc player. Um, come in, uh, have, have, sit down. Any motions for you to sit on the uh, cream and brown-colored upholstery couch? Let's get you some something warm. You guys like coffee? You want tea? Honestly, anything warm at this point. Yeah, thank you so much. Hits the button on the Keurig and uh, gets a cup of coffee for you. You you want to you want to spike of something? I've got Kahlua. I've got Bailey's. I've got Jack. Jack would be great. Bailey's, I guess. He pours some hooch into your coffees and hands them to you and points at a phone that's sitting on the end table right next to the, the couch and the, the small lazy boy that he was sitting in. I'm going to look at Max and it's kind of quietly say, who should we call? Um, oh God. Um, she probably has a watch on and checks the time. It's about seven thirty. It's gotten dark because it's December. Um, you know, I don't, I guarantee you there is an intern still at the office, but I don't know if, uh, those hoops are going to be great to jump through. Um, Do you remember? Do we have Allison's number? Allison's. Do we have, we have phones, which just don't have service. You do have Allison's number. Great. Um, I'll dial Allison. It goes to voicemail. Hey, Allison, uh, call me back at this number if you get this. Thanks. It's Brian. Bye. Okay. Um, I don't even know. Um, you guys can make up names of people that work in the office that you would have phone numbers for. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know if this is going to be helpful, but we might have to call that one guy that we keep forgetting to name. Uh, the, the Toby, if you will. Of our yeah. Sitcom office. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, He's got no life. Like, he'll pick up. Uh, Are you going to call 
Um, I think his name is Paul. <laughs> Paul, indeed. Paul Flenderson or um, something like that? Paul Henderson? Paul, Polly. Sweet Polly. Polly. I like it. Yeah, I guess I guess we have to call Polly. Yeah. Okay. Maxine will dial this time. Mr. Nahum is watching you kind of intently. Brian, go ahead and give me a luck roll. 78. You see a shadow move in the hallway that leads toward the back of the trailer. And you feel something touch your ankle. Uh, I look down. Nothing. Love this. Love it. Max, you dial Paul. Hello? Paul! Paul, hey, it's Max. Hello? Max? Paul? Yes. Um, Max who? Ma- Maxine Sullivan. We work together. Oh, hey, how's it going? You sound like shit. Um, not you sounding like shit, but the connection we've got is bad. Yeah, um, I, I'm i out in the middle of nowhere right now. I was, I, Brian and I are up here dealing with something for Allison and... Um, oh, you know where Allison's at? No, do you? Oh, uh, I thought Allison was with you. Didn't she go on? Didn't she go on a fact finder? Uh, I if she did, she did not go with me and Brian. Oh, okay. Well, I hope Ryan's doing okay. I mean, last time I saw her, she had like you know that that stuff with her with her gut. I mean, that's kind of all right. Maybe we should talk about that. Uh, you know yeah. the IBS thing. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I hear that's a doozy. Um, I heard it too. I heard it a couple times. Oh, gross. That is true. Your your uh, cubicle is there by the bathrooms, isn't it? Yeah. Uh so anyway. Um yeah, yeah, I'd love to hang out with you guys tonight. Oh, we're we're not we're not in town. We're very much out of town. We're actually stuck out of town. Oh. Okay. Do you do you want me to call you into work tomorrow then? No. I um so we um we've lost our transportation. Um we're kind of stuck up here for the night. Um can you just I'm going to whisper it. See if we can get a hold of Allison. Yeah. Um can you can you try and like get a hold of Allison Jensen, our boss and anyone. Anybody, any one of the any one of the partners would be great and let them know that this is going This is, we need to talk to them. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, um. Which, what number should I call you back on? Should I call you back? Better yet, you know what? I'll just, just text it to me. Oh, wait, the movie's coming on. You know what? Text it to me and I will, I will, I will get a call back right out to you. No, I have no service. All right, sound good? Sound good? All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, that went as well as expected. Okay. Um. Okay, crazy thought. Mm-hmm. In the morning, we asked this guy to drive us to the airport, and we just get a plane, and we fly back. Mr. Nahum looks at you. Uh, I don't drive. Um, that's all right. Maybe we can call the, the guy that was there. Y- yeah, we might be able to just call the airport and see if we can get a lift to the airport and get <laughs> out of here. All right. It was that guy that ran the, the Rodrigo. Place. Yeah. He was very nice. Or or Elliot. I um 
Elliot's a strange one, but that's okay. Elliot Elliot does does well by me. Oh, his his food is great. So. Mm-hmm. Most most of those veggies he gets are from me. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You, yep. I'm guessing this is not your primary workplace, then. Well, no. The other I grow stuff here. I've got garden in the back, and I do some hydroponic work and some other work in the in some of these other uh, trailers. Why are you asking so many questions? Oh. Oh, we just drove by earlier and it, it, it looks abandoned. So that's really great that it's been repurposed. Um, we're actually out here trying to work for an environmental agency to, to help get some land protected. So that's really great that you are supporting local. Maxine is just like rubbing her temples like I, oh, she just doesn't know how, <laughs> how to get around any of this anymore. Brian, you feel your pant leg move. I'm going to take a step back. You were sitting on the couch. I'm going to get up quickly then. You stand up and you see what looks like a snake's tail slither back under the couch. I'm sorry, do you have a pet snake or something? I wouldn't call them a pet. They're more like family to me, but yes. Okay, Um, sorry. Would you like to see them? Sure. Come on back. He starts to walk down the hallway back toward one of the back bedrooms. I'll follow him and kind of like look back at Max and give like a shrug like. Uh, Max is absolutely giving him a like, what are you what are you doing? What are you talking about? You walk past the first room. The door is ajar and you see a purple light coming from it. You quickly glance inside and you see that it's covered in head to toe in greenery like all kinds of plants get to the next door and he opens up and you see that there's a good sized vivarium and there's a tree that is like a fake tree that's been built like a cat tree but it's been repurposed and you see that there are two or three very large constrictor snakes in this very warm room i suppose they like the heat huh yes they do i have to keep this keep the house at a certain temperature we're good with that. My plants like it warm, too. I bet, yeah. Y'all think you're going to end up having to stay the night, huh? If it's at all possible. If not, we can maybe call. I don't know if you have the number for anyone else in town you might think may have room. Uh, nobody is gone. Nobody nearby will be able to come by to get you. Not until the plows come through. The trucks won't probably won't come through until morning. Okay. But you know what? I've got a one of the... Uh, one of the trailers over there has uh, still has a bedroom set up with, with two beds. Okay. Should be bug-free. It's too damn cold. Is there heating? And last time it, I or... saw there was... Oh, there's heating. Yeah, okay. last time I saw, okay. we only had one or two mice. That's... You know what? At this point, warm bed just sounds great. I We really appreciate it. He looks at his, at his watch, taps it. All right, well, it's about 8 o'clock. So, I mean, did you want to head to bed early? Did you... Um, well, if you could show us, maybe we'll show us where it is and maybe we'll just get settled and okay. I'll come by if, you need, if we need anything. All right. Sounds good. Um, there's a lot of snow outside, so best, best be stopping carefully. All right. And he walks back into the living room. All right. Come on. On your feet. Walks over, grabs his coat and opens the door. Uh, he might have a trailer we can stay in with heat and beds. Oh, oh okay. All right. Sounds. Yep. Yep. 
Okay. Yep. Thank you, Mr. Nahum. You're welcome. Uh, shouldn't be too bad. I use this one for storage, and I've got a couple plants growing in the back room there. That should be fine. Yeah. All right. And he trudges along the outside, and the wind is picked up a little bit through here as you're still in a little bit of a hollow. He takes you to a periwinkle blue that's seen better days painted trailer. It's a single wide with a white awning that is halfway collapsed. Walks over, unlocks the door, and opens it up and steps inside. Inside, you see that there is a orange glow coming from within, from like a soft orange light. You can feel the heat coming from the house. This is one of the houses where the snow, where the snow was not on top and the steam was coming off the house. Got it. Oh, thank you so much. I'll, and I'll head in and look around. He walks over and turns on the, the faucets. All right. Water's running. Don't have a fridge over here. <laughs> well, there's the snow. <laughs> there is the snow. Yeah. And walks down the hallway, opens up the first door. There's two beds in here. Looks you both up and down. You both should fit. Fit fine. Blankets are in the closet. Uh, pillows should be good. Please don't touch the term the, the thermostat. That makes sure that we keep everything in this building nice and sure. Sounds good. Thank you for your generosity. We truly don't mean to impose. It's okay. Just don't go don't go snooping around. You know. Um, I'll be by around, you know, six AM. Because that's when I got to come by to make some, take some clippings and, and check on some things. Maybe the truck will come through by then. You guys can head down to the airport. Okay. Sounds good. I'll let Lavinia and the Tituses know that you guys made it down here okay as well. Hmm. Thanks. Welcome. And he closes the door and the wind tries to open it. And he slams it shut. And you hear it lock. And then you hear a padlock being set. Did you hear that? Sound like you locked it? <sighs> Ryan, people keep locking us in rooms. I don't like this. Uh, this, frankly, I don't know how we made it out of the first house. There's no way we're making it out of this trailer park, right? I mean, like there's windows, right? If we have <sighs> to, have to. Max is going to check a window that is not on the side that Mr. Nahum might see as he is returning back to the main office. It's covered over with duct tape, and when you touch it, you can feel something slightly soft. You think there might be insulation over the windows. Uh, well, there's no no reason to think he won't let us out. Um, I, I don't know. I'm going to look through the rest of the house, see if there's anything else, any animals or plants that look not great. This trailer construction, is this like a trailer with like a normal door on it? Or are we talking about something that's more like an RV trailer that is going to have a like lighter construction to it? This is a single wide constructed house that was built maybe in the 60s. Okay. So this is a trailer home. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's... I'm just saying it's not normal to lock oh, no. people into things. And um, we already got yelled at once for breaking a door. Uh, I don't know. This is everything that's happening today. is just one creepy thing after the other. 
It's seriously creepy. Like, everyone's very nice on the outside, mm-hmm. except for Lavinia, who clearly hates everyone and everything. Um, I say we go look, make sure there's nothing in this trailer that's going to eat us. I mean, there definitely has to be, right? Yeah. She just starts, like, pulling up stuff very, like, gently and placing it back down, just looking for traps. You pick up the, the lamp that's nearby. It's not plugged in, but it's still there. Um, the only light that's on is the overhead light in the ceiling, in the living room here. Um, in the kitchen, you do see that there are a few hydroponic planting setups with a few small flowers that are growing on that. They, they seem to be pretty nice, and there's uh, some uh, heat lamps throughout. The, this house is very warm. Like a greenhouse almost? Yes, or a grow house. So like muggy warm. It is muggy, yes. There is a vegetal smell here. Like you do smell almost like fresh cut grass. You look in the first room and he was right. There, This is a bedroom. This looks like this was a kid's bedroom. There are two small single beds, but up against the wall in the corner, you see there's about six or eight armless mannequins all facing away and facing into the corner. Now, what would he need those for? I hate this town. Oh my god, let's never, ever, 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 ever come back Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, okay. You know, it's official. I've watched, I've watched too many scary movies. I have listened to too many true crime podcasts. This is not good for my health, your health, or, you know, our continuation as human beings. Um, okay. Okay. Okay, I I say we try to get some sleep maybe sh- in shifts. Um and mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You going to check out the other two rooms and the bathroom? Yes. I think we're going to let's keep exploring together. Let's yeah, we're going to we'll <laughs> check out the rest of the rooms, make sure there's nothing else hiding. And then we will take shifts trying to get some rest and then figure out what to do. The next room is a bathroom that's done up in a milk chocolate brown color for the fake marbling. It's a horrible choice with wainscoting, you know, wooden paneling. The sink is clear, but alongside the sink, there are two cannabis plants growing very well from the lights above that are set up in potted plants with uh, irrigation. Looks like a fairly okay bathroom. You do notice that there is a painting opposite the toilet. So when you, if you were to sit down and look straight across, you would see a painting of a child clown. See, I was about to say this room wasn't half bad, but then why the clown? Just all the choices make no sense here. Because this must have been a fun house at some point. Is this just trying to give us nightmares? Everything about this town is nightmare fuel. The next room is the same size as the bedroom that you're in, but you see that hanging from the ceiling, there are more plants. You see there are tomatoes and other vines plants like uh, aubergine, zucchini, cucumbers, uh, as well as uh, quite a few tomatoes. The tomatoes look awfully similar, kind of like the tomato that was violated by Noah up at the Titus house. Yep, I'm sure everyone in town gets all their vegetables from this guy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
<sighs> you open the main bedroom door, the master bedroom, if you will. In the center of the room, you see that there is a pumpkin patch with one very large pumpkin that's a you would hazard maybe five, six hundred pounds. It stands about four and a half foot high and goes about six foot wide. And there are vines throughout this entire room. And there are also other smaller pumpkins here. But the thing that's off-putting is that tied to some of the branches and the vines are doll babies without their heads. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Is, is this a prank? Like... This is too, this is too much. Like, yeah, maybe this is just some elaborate joke from Allison or something. Seems wild. There is no way that guy is going to let us get through the night without coming in oh, here with a chainsaw. Oh, no. heck no. Okay, seriously, what do we even do at this point? I don't know. I think I'm so tired. I'm. This is incomprehensible. If we told anybody what was going on, they wouldn't believe us, and they wouldn't even understand us if we even got back to a phone. I know. I can't even. I don't know. We're gonna have to figure out. That I feel like that's a secondary issue to actually getting back. Um, at this point. Y- y- yes. I mean, if we do get a manage to hold have, if we do get managed to get a hold of someone, and try to explain what's going on, they're just gonna send the police to come get us and take us away forever. Yeah. Um, okay, let's let's see if we can maybe lock all these doors except the one where we're going to be in. Okay, sure. And let's just do a couple power naps and get the fuck out of here. Um, I, we don't, we, we, uh, we explicitly still have no, nowhere to go. Um, how far do you think it is to that? Well, he does. Well, he doesn't drive. He doesn't drive. The next closest place is the airport, which um, uh, this is small town. There is no way anybody is there or it is open. Right. We could make sure we're there right when it does open. Do you remember when that was? Uh, I, I, I don't recall asking. Um, it is. There is so many hours between then and now though if we just stay outside we are we are definitely going to freeze yeah so it's let's get some one of us get some sleep one of us yeah keeps watch okay and then switch off okay and then we'll see if we don't get murdered we'll figure out the next step this is absolutely insane how are we here i I thought we were okay people yeah like we're doing okay at the company like right this is would, right. Did, did they not did like we do us? Something? They don't like us and they're trying to get rid of us and they didn't oh, want to fire us. So they're just I have not. Us. Oh, oh, my. Did we do something? Is this Polly? Is is Polly finally messing oh with us back? Oh, my gosh. If this is Polly, I'm going to murder him. I, uh, I don't I don't know that he's got the brain. Did we, is this because we for, we cannot remember a single intern's, interns name? <laughs> okay. Okay. We, I need okay. to get some. I can I take the first. I need to. You sleep. may. You take the first nap. Okay. I am too. I am too wired to even think about sleep right now. Okay. Um, let's go back. Let's see if we can lock the, keep this closed, and head back to the. I guess the kid room. You head back to the room, 
and you're able to lock the room from the inside. You're not able to lock the other ones without having a key for the room because they do lock from the inside. You lock down the, the bedroom. You've got the creepy mannequins over there in the corner. Oh, we took those out 100%. Okay, where did you put them? Um, the next room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so the creepy mannequins are not there. The blankets that are on the beds right now are awfully thin, very, very thin. He did say there were more blankets in the closet. Well, I feel like it's so warm in here. I don't even know if we'll need the blankets. Yeah. Brian, go ahead. And do you think you're able to fall asleep? He's going to lie down. I don't know. He's going to try. I don't know how successful he's going to be. Go and give me a sanity roll. Let's see if if you could. uh, Hmm. Because you're trying to go to sleep. Uh, 38 out of 55. Okay, you're able to clear your mind, and if you want to, you could go to bed. Okay, I will get some, get a little bit of sleep. Okay. Max, you cannot believe the audacity of Brian being able to fall asleep in this place. (laughs) He is out and lightly snoring as you're watching him. What are you doing during your time awake? Uh, I am looking around at, I mean, I'm keeping my eyes pretty much like scanning back and forth, looking for any sort of weird movement. She definitely did not. (laughs) I think (laughs) Brian and Max maybe are at the point where she is, uh, not going to give him the space he might warrant as a normal person at this particular moment. She's definitely sitting next to him on the bed with like her legs up on the bed. And it's just like white knuckling it just like looking around while she thinks tries to think of of any sort of horrible news reports that she's heard that might reflect any of the things that had have occurred with them tonight and if anyone was to have survived such an event how they did it yeah you're not you're coming up blank yeah that makes perfect sense I mean, she's seen like Silence of the Lambs a few times. She she can uh, cotton how to get out of some, you know, locked room scenarios, but this is above and beyond. It must have been two hours, you know, as you're sitting there trying to think of things and you glance down at your watch or your phone and see it's only been 15 minutes. Why is time not going faster? Go ahead and give me a constitution roll, Max. Ooh. Hmm. 60 out of 50. You feel comforted because, you know, Brian is kind of like your best friend. Maybe one of your only friends. Well, you've got a couple. And you kind of lean back and, you know, just rest your eyes just for a brief moment because you've been up all day. I mean, and driving and everything that's going on, your adrenaline has spiked three or four times. So you're very tired. You catch yourself that you've fallen asleep. Brian is still passed out, snoring just ever so slight. And the door to the bedroom is opened. And there is a doll baby resting in your arms without a head. Uh, Maxine immediately screams and (laughs) throws everything out of her arms and is like, uh, hands and legs akimbo, slapping Brian, just absolute Uh, terror. What? 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 I, okay, I'm sorry. I dozed off. I woke up and the door was open and that was in my arms. The fuck? Uh, what time is it? It's about two o'clock in the morning. 
Okay. Um, do you want to try to get some natural sleep and I can stay up? Uh, um, uh, uh, um. First, I'm going to go kick the doll out of the room and close the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. Now, this is the door we locked from the inside. Yes. Yeah. So that's useless and creepy. Um, okay, we've only got like a form, a few more hours until sun, sun up, well, right? Well, he said he was going to come by around six. Um, right. Do um, we want to be, get out of here before that? We, um... Or do we want to wait till six and use the phone to call the airport people to come pick us up? And just hope everything is just okie dokie. If... Okay. So, I have no idea what to do. And that's definitely a phrase you've, like, never heard Max say. Um. Okay, um, get some sleep. I'm going to let you sleep for, I don't know, an hour, two hours, and we'll see. Then we can, maybe you'll, I don't know, you will come up with something after you've had some sleep. Okay, okay. Um, I... Do we need to, like, Max is definitely still freaked out about the notion of a doll mysteriously appearing in her arms. And, like, understandable. Doesn't, Very doesn't know if she wants to check or not. Like, there's a big part of her that is, like, shit's haunted and looking for shit will only bring it to you. <laughs> um, so we have a couple options. Um, mm-hmm. We get out now, we walk in the middle of the night in the dark and the cold to the airport. Yep, not ideal. Or option two, you get some sleep for a TBD amount of time. Um, I keep watch. I feel pretty rested. I think I could keep watch and then head out either before Mr. Nahum comes back or wait for him to come get us. Okay, okay. Um, I uh, guess I don't like option A or C, so... B for now. Let me let me see if I can sleep a little bit, and then we can revisit whether we want to wait until he yeah does yeah. or does not open that door. Sounds good. Okay, this is terrible. And she just she, she lays down. Go ahead and give me a sanity roll. Let's see if you're able to calm your mind. Ooh, fifty-five on a eighty-five, eighty-four. All right. So, yeah, you're if you choose to, you can shut your mind off and go to sleep. Uh, yeah, she's going to try and get at least a REM cycle in, I guess. Max, you you close your eyes and even though it's really warm in here, you are able to get a bit of sleep. You have some really, really strange dreams about a timeshare Airbnb in Cabo and faceless people walking through your apartment not knowing who they are or your you know the place where you're staying it's just out there the tour bus that you're on because you're on a tour bus of course you miss one of the stops and uh, the people that were coming down um, out of the sky are just normal parachutists and not anything other than that when you hear clicking Brian you're sitting on the bed and you see the doorknob 
trying to turn. Um, I had gotten out my laptop to try to just get my mind off of the creepiness and try to type up a draft of some sort of like a contract for in the (laughs) slim likelihood that we actually get a contract signed with Lavinia and do our job. (laughs) Just to think about something other than the situation. Um, So I immediately kind of close my laptop halfway and look up. And you see the doorknob shaking, not completely making its turn. Uh, I'm going to just watch it for a minute. Turns all the way over and the door opens slightly and it's dark on the other side, other than the orange glow coming from the living room. Do I see a silhouette at all? No. I'm going to pull out my phone and turn on the flashlight. The flashlight illuminates a vine that's now in your room. The vine itself is only about maybe has a diameter of two and a half inches, but it gets thicker as it goes back toward the base. And it's crawling, slithering toward you. I'm going to get up on the bed and kind of tap Max and see if I can wake her up. Max, Max, there's a... And I'm just going to point towards the vine that I have my fla- other hand, my, f- my flashlight pointed towards. You see a second vine come in through the hallway. You see it carrying at its very tip the doll baby that you had kicked out. I think I know how the doll got in here. Okay, okay, okay. I close my laptop and try to kind of, while mm-hmm. keeping an eye on the vine, mm-hmm. I put it in my messenger bag. The vine creeps all the way to the bed and starts to climb up onto the bed itself. Um, I want to look for anything I can use to, like, is that sharp at all? I don't even know what we would have. Is there any, like, pruning shears in the bedroom at all? No, no, you don't see pruning shears in the bedroom. You see that there is a small set of scissors with a candle snuffer on the window pane. Uh, I'm going to kind of grab Max and be like, the scissors over there, and just kind of slowly try to try to avoid the vines and get over to that. The vine with the doll baby gets to the bed as well, and the other one is still creeping slowly along. As it's getting closer, it smells like rotten oranges. You're able to reach for the scissors. Now, they're not very big. They're candle, sh- they're candle shears. When you pick them up, you actually do see that there is some kind of script on them as well as a Star David. Okay. Um, I just kind of kind of get that in front of me and just, what, Max, what do we do? About how, has, has Max had a decent amount of sleep at this point? No. No? What, ta- what time is it? How, how much sleep has she had? It's about 3.30, 4 o'clock. Okay. Okay, that's a full REM cycle, though. Yeah. I will take it. Um, okay. She's had enough of a, a time. The sleep was obviously disturbed, but um, I think she's a little bit clearer now. And she might be slightly closer to crazy town. So she she's just going to she's going to hang out on the bed they were originally on and just kind of continue watching. The vine with the doll is still moving towards the bed. Is yes, that correct? Yes, it's gotten to the base of the bed. 
And the secondary vine, is that just still moving into the room or is it creeping a particular direction? That one has made it onto the bed and is actually going toward Brian. Brian has snagged the scissors and moved back and it headed toward the window where Brian was and now kind of redirecting when it gets to the wall. Max is just going to hold up a hand to Brian like, wait, wait. She's like, um, Brian, Mm -hmm. don't do anything rash. I'm going to try something. It might be bad, but it might be okay. Okay? Okay. We're going to be nice to the plant. She's got the vine with the doll headed towards her, the doll that she has already held. So she's going to address the plant. Okay. (laughs) Say, is this, is this for me, plant? Are you, are you bringing us baby? She's going to hold out her hands to see if it will gently hold her, give her the doll. The doll is placed in your hand and rattles a little bit like something's inside. It is headless, by the way, so it has a hollow cavity for the body. Okay. All right. So she's going to look inside the hollow cavity of the doll. Okay, well, you kind of have to dump out whatever is into it, maybe in your hand or onto the... Okay, she's going to say, thank you, thank you, plants. Do you mind if I just see what's what's in here? And then she kind of gently rattles the doll until whatever's inside falls out into her hand. The vine drops and touches your lower leg, because I believe you probably kind of backed yourself up sitting cross-legged a little bit. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, it touches your leg and then backs off of you and doesn't no longer it's no longer touching you, but it's certainly very close. The one that was going toward Brian is still advancing to Brian. I'm gonna drop the scissors. Okay. You've got the scissors on the bed then. I mean like on the floor, like away from me. Okay. Um, does that stop the advancing at all? No. Okay. Max, you pour out the contents into your hand and you see that there are teeth pour out of the doll baby into your hand. Some of them look like they're children's teeth. Some look like they're adult teeth. Some look like they're teeth of things that are not even human. Go ahead and give me a sanity roll. (sighs) 25. Excellent. Keeping my cool. You do take a point of sanity damage, though, as this is fine. That's fair. That's bad. I think I personally took a point of sanity damage, really just listening to the description of this whole trailer. So I'm going to go up next to Max and whisper. Now what? Uh, You know what, Brian? I I am not sure what to do with any of this, but um, I feel like this feels like a warning. I'm trying to give the plant the benefit of the doubt right now because it hasn't yeah. done anything mean to us. Not yet. It's been a little creepy. It's only tried to bring us the doll twice, the doll with creepy teeth in it. A third vine enters in from the doorway and you see that there is a smallish pumpkin about the half the size of a basketball on this vine. Okay, um, do you think we could slowly maneuver our way out of the room? 
I, these these vines don't seem so fast, but also they don't, don't seem fast, but they could choose to be fast. You feel That's, me? Yeah, yeah. Um, slowly. Okay. Yeah. So I think uh, just kind of continuing. You know, we can we can pop open the doors again. We can just kind of leave this place the way it was as best we can. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be great vines would be pointing us two ways so we can get out of here, get out of your leaves. Just get out of your hair. The third vine lifts up and lifts the pumpkin about head height. Mm-hmm. And it kind of pulls back a little bit, and it looks as though that it's starting to swing a bit. Like it's going to throw it at us? Or hit you with the vine with the pumpkin on it. Right. Normally, in these type of situations, we would roll hume-int, but there's no hume in this int. Yeah. So. Um, I'm going to just kind of mentally just prepare to jump off the bed out of the way of this vine. Both Brian and Max, I need for you guys to give me a dodge roll. Uh, Why would a lawyer need to have any skill in dodge? He wouldn't. Nope, that is a 53 out of 30. I got a 22 out of 30. So, Max, you're able to duck out of the way. Brian, you are not, as you're caught square upside the head with a pumpkin. Go ahead and roll 1d4 for me. Uh, of course. That is a four. You take four points of damage as the pumpkin hits your head. It also explodes. That just rang your bell pretty fucking hard. And in the fantastic lighting that you have from your cell phone because your cell phone drops because you just got walloped so hard. Max, you see that there is just blood everywhere. On the walls, on the ceiling, on the bed. It's an excessive amount of blood. You think Brian just got his head knocked off. Brian, you bounce off of the bed and you hit the floor. Am I near the scissors? Give me a luck roll. Plus 20. <laughs> 88. Yes, you are. <sighs> I don't love that. Yes, you are so close that they're actually jabbed into your thigh. Mm. Cool. For an additional point of damage. Of course. Max, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Max? I'm just kind of groaning on the ground there. Uh, okay. If she notices that you're groaning on the floor, she will hopefully process that your head is still attached to your body and the mess is not necessarily you. Are the vines blocking the entire doorway? No. Okay. Max is going to try to pull Brian up and start pulling him towards the door. Okay. You grab Brian by the wrist and he gets to his feet as you're dragging him to the door. You get to the door itself and you see that the three vines that are there are moving quickly. Much as I feared. (laughs) They seem as though they are trying to ensnare you and wrap you up but you're able to push through quicker than they're able to move. They don't move very fast, but they move faster than they were. And you're able to make it into the living room. 
The smell of copper and iron is very strong. Brian, you don't know if you've been cut open or not, but you are covered in blood. Max as well, or just me? Uh, Max has got a bit of blood on her as well. Great. I'm going to take the scissors out of my side and move over towards the window covered in duct tape and try to cut through. All right, you're able to cut through. You hear some rumbling in the back of the house. I move faster. Uh, Max is looking for alternative weapons of any sort, a beam, uh, something, a light that she can rip off of the wall. She does not care. There is a small set of side cutters for like small pruning shears. When I mean small, they're like very tiny. That's a possibility. You could stab somebody with those. I mean, you could stab anybody with anything if you try hard enough. She, I think she's at the beat it back with a stick camp right now because she doesn't necessarily need, I mean, killing it would be one opportunity, but it seems like these vines are uh, perhaps packing more of a wallop. So if she can just like smack them with something larger. You find that there is the lamp that was not. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you pick up the 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 desk lamp. lamp. Yeah, she'll grab a lamp. Brian, you get to work with the duct tape and you cut it away and you see that there is a piece of insulation beyond. Yeah, rip it, tear it out. You tear that from the wall and there is a glass window beyond. Single pane glass window. Smash or try to open? I get my coat off, cover my fist and then smash. If I see an obvious handle to open it, I will do that. If I don't see one very quickly, I will punch through it with my coat over my... You put your coat around your fist and you do see that there is a latch for for it to open, like for it to slide. Okay, I try that first. It slides open. Okay. The cold weather outside contrasts the warmth in here so much that you start to sweat more than you were beforehand and that sweat is awfully chilly. I'm gonna like, Max, I got it open and try to crawl through. Okay, she's gonna make sure that they're covered while he exits and then follow suit. As soon as he falls out of the window, as he's crawling through the window, Max, you do see that there are two tentacles coming around the corner one of them has a smaller pumpkin, maybe the size of a softball or a grapefruit, and it's lifting up. Uh, I would like to get up and try to help her down as soon as I am able to. Um, how close is this pumpkin? Uh, 15 feet at most. Okay, um, so she's going to make sure that Brian is at least like out and then a- do I need to climb over something to get out this window or can I just like start rolling my feet out? Yeah, you can, you can, you just turn and, and pop out the window. Okay, great. Yeah, then she's gonna, you know, foot first, kind of keeping an eye on the looming pumpkin as she, s- she slides out. <laughs> you land into the, the snow on the other side. It's fucking cold out here and you are between two trailers. The other trailer is about maybe 10 or 15 feet away, but you're between the two trailers opposite the side of where Mr. Nahum's house is. I put my coat on and do we have to hop a fence to get to the road or no? You could hop a fence to get to the road or you can follow along the fence to get to the road itself. As this is the trailer park is kind of a loop off of the road with two entrances. I will follow, since I'm still kind of holding my side, follow along the road. Okay. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, gosh, I wish one of us was a medical doctor. Hmm. As you make your way along the fence, you get to the edge of the road and you step past that cleared area. When you do, the temperature is a little bit different from where you are at. You look back at the trailer park and you do see that there is a wire that is run along the entrance over the top. And it seems to be a circuit around the entire trailer park. Interesting. While you see that, you do hear the sounds of trees breaking and it's getting louder. I look around to see if there's anything resembling the path the Wilbur's uncle made earlier. Yes. I want to get away from that. The trees start to part and you see coming down the hill. It seems like it's cutting a furrow of trees, widening the wash as it's coming down. As you see this ball of destruction just moving toward you as you're standing in the middle of the road in ankle-deep snow in Northern California, far, far away from any help. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Brian Martinez. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Maxine Sullivan. I'm Dan Vashkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. The Horror Out of Ruth Hollow is an original story created by me, Dan Vashkevich, with assistance from Joseph Newman and Christy Bauer. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedeville, Sherrick Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, Mickey Maki, Robbie Nowell, and Matthew Mayworm. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreports.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, please give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week, because a single inky black wing propels a hunter through the darkness of night and eyes way too many eyes peer at us from the abyss waiting for us to let down our guards so they can consume our puny existence and subjugate the remainder of us in the name of the old gods <laughs> <laughs>